Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. I guess we should just kind of include uh, metal in that umbrella now as well. It's We've all been almost exclusively a metal review show for a few weeks, it seems. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it's maybe kind of reductive uh, to, to, to uh, categorize metal as simply punk and hardcore adjacent. It is certainly a distinct form, yeah. um, but it is nonetheless uh, sonically similar and comes from a similar background so um you know in in out of respect to the lineage of metal uh, i guess we'll just start including metal in 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 the laundry list of things that we check out which seems to be increasingly broad um but that said we listen to music that people send in to us it's typically our first time hearing the releases in question we just uh, react honestly to it we're not critics it's not a review show in a traditional sense uh, we just talk about stuff. Sometimes we like it. Sometimes we don't. We always, always encourage people to support things that they do enjoy, whether that's by purchasing a physical copy of the release or going out and seeing shows, as is now becoming a possibility. Again, always take into account the fact that we're just two dudes. Our opinions don't mean shit. Uh, ultimately, this is just a way to expose both ourselves and our listeners to new music, and uh, we relish the opportunity to do so. Beyond that, if you hear any extra sounds, you know, I'm uh, this is week two recording in my new apartment. But this time um, I've uh, I've I've got my girlfriend here with me. So, you know, she's going to be playing video games and stuff, but she's courteous enough to have headphones in. My neighbors have indeed been screaming at each other and fist fighting in the lawn. Um, so if we catch any of that, it will be a blessing. But other than that, it's, it's uh, business as usual. Uh, you got uh, got any updates to share before we jump into the queue this week? Um, not really. We hung out for the first time in person in a long time. We sure did. That was pretty good. It was nice. I, I've discovered, um, I'm actually not looking forward to having to be around people that are not of my choosing in like a scenario that I cannot choose. For sure. It's going to suck. I'm really fucking like, it's got me. It, I'm really not into it. I, it, yeah. yeah. Haven't, have not been, uh, enjoying the, uh, newfound freedom that everyone has uh, decided to enjoy. I think that, uh, you know, th- maybe not everyone, right? <laughs> For sure. You yeah. know, yeah. just most of most of you can just stay at home in your fucking basement, right? <laughs> stay at home. Don't leave, right? right. Nothing's changed and just leave, uh, leave things to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the ideal scenario. But I, I think I, I've been thinking about, you know, talking the other day in a conversation, I was like, I don't really miss eating out at restaurants. Like I like restaurant food and we've gotten takeout a bunch, but I'm not 
looking forward to actually going and sitting down at a restaurant and looking at other people and listening to them talk and like having them in my vicinity. Um, I never realized how much, uh, I like not having that. And you know, like you never have that option, right? Sure. If I were rich, I would buy every, every place I went, I'd buy it out. (laughs) I'm like, I'm kind of 50, 50 on that. I think maybe more 70, 30, because, um, I would say the vast majority of the time I agree with you, but every once in a while I have like, I have pangs of reminiscence over, you know, sitting down mostly with like, not in any setting other than just like hanging hanging with the homies or like people that i actually like in a group like going out to get some food that can yeah. I, I miss that on occasion yeah yeah, sure. yeah but as, as far as it just being sort of like a standard um entry into my weekly life i definitely do not miss it at all and like zavin and i have been uh happy to just continue to pick shit up and bring it back home and eat where we like to be well, that's the thing. Like, I like the experience of going, like I said, the folks that I choose in the setting of my choosing, right? Or at least right. the setting that is agreeable to me. Sure. Um, I don't want to go out and be around other people. Right. Um, I, 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 not to not dwell on, you know, cause you know, who gives a shit COVID, right? Yeah. But like, we're finally obviously pulling out. Sure. The shows are being booked, right? There is definitely a fucking horizon on the line, right? Yeah. Um, and it feels like, you know, Everybody can uh, just chill here in a few weeks, right? Yeah. But uh, I, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm cool with not being around people I don't fucking know ever again. I never <laughs> realized how much I enjoy not having to look at other people and listen to them, see them, right? Yeah. Um, smell them, right? The mask on my face, I don't have to fucking smell them. Right. You're, you're, you're full in your, uh, you're fully in your agent Smith zone right now. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. Like I just, I don't know this, this past, this past, this experiment, I, I, is, is not made me a better person. That is for sure. Um, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I think you're probably not alone. It's, it's, it's like, it's been like a real world, like, you know, live run on, um, I guess, uh, confirmation bias. Sure. And uh, turns out I was right all along. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are in that. Camp. And I'm, I just have no. I, now that I know, you know, mm. now that I know, I just don't want to go back to like tolerating somebody because I don't know for sure. Because I fucking know for sure now. Right. Yeah. That's a that's a fair point. Definitely. Um. I mean, it has. Uh, it has certainly reinforced and heightened probably uh, all of my more um, seclusionary tendencies. Um, it's like push them to the nth degree and I'm, I'm sure it has not bettered me in any way. I'm probably right there with you on that one. So. No, no, it's, it's a real fucking bummer. So whatever, I guess we're going to have to deal with it sooner or later, right? We are, but, uh, but, but I like you am, uh, am certainly looking forward to, to being able to get back to shows again. I, uh, I, I guess I, you know, that's one of the very few things in my life that I think I was, uh genuinely sort of taking for granted because everything else that fell by the wayside, I was like, good, get rid of it. I don't give a fuck. I'm okay, doing right. great. Right. I can still go fishing. I can still hang out at home. Right. right. That's, yeah. that's basically the only social interaction I ever participate in. Right. For sure. Yeah. So other, other than like hanging out with my, with my close friends in a, in yeah. a small group and, uh, and going to see bands, <laughs> nothing about my life has taken a hit over yeah. this last year. So, and, and I imagine there's a lot of people like gregarious folks that are like, you know, Oh, I can't wait to just get out there. Like, 
why? <laughs> For sure. Right? Yeah. What are you going to do? Talk to fucking strangers, right? That seems like a nightmare. That seems like a fucking nightmare. It seems like it seems like nothing but disappointment, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you going to do? You, yeah. you know, you want, you want to fucking look at people? I don't want to look at people, right? No Ugh, way. They're ugly forms, right? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. You know? Yeah, it's horrifying, man. Do I, want to, do I want to fucking listen to them and anything they have to say? No. You know? Do right. I want to look at their fucking, you know, their their particular brand of rebellion or personality that they wear emblazoned on the fucking t-shirt that they bought? Don't give a fuck. Sure. Right? Get away from me. So, whatever. I guess, uh... The good times are coming to an end, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, man. I've I, I've definitely had to confront that reality a, a few times and just think, man, there's about to be social demands placed upon me again. Like <clears throat> I'm participating in like a in like a pop up event in which I'm like gonna go sell sell you know pedal my wares in person, and right. that's cool and all, but like you know now the the onus is on me to participate in such events in order to secure my future as uh, a successful vendor of secondhand clothing. Whereas before yeah. I had a perfectly valid excuse for why I never ventured out of my house when doing this, you know, yeah. I'm like, sorry, mail order only. Um, well, now, now I got to do it again. Yeah. And I've kind of given up on any pretense of being like nice. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I it's just don't fucking talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't sit near me. Don't look at me. Right? right. Right. Just leave me the fuck alone. I farted all over some people in a fucking grocery. <laughs> didn't even give a shit. Loud as hell. <laughs> all over some people in a grocery store the other day. Right. Without any concern whatsoever to what they might think. Because what the fuck do I care? Right. Yeah. A bunch of fucking hayseeds and some Kroger in some small town in Indiana. I don't give a fuck. Sure. Right. Enjoy my pollution, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> indeed <laughs> so um on that note because we could probably dwell on this all day um and, and really <laughs> really get in our misanthropy bag um let's uh let's before jumping into the queue uh address the fact that we've uh we've got what we have off air decided to call uh demo listen early access that's right and, and play the music now yeah. <laughs> right. This right. is where you put this is where you put the, the music in. Right. That's right? that is exactly a little a little editing magic. We'll we'll throw that right in. So yeah, we talked before about how there's just a little too much pomp and circumstance uh, around the phrase premiere. Um, or debut or debut it really lends a gravitas to what we're doing here that simply doesn't exist and i recommended first look without realizing that we're not looking at anything and that's stupid <laughs> right for sure so instead we're doing demolition and early access in which uh essentially you know sometimes people send music to us when it's you know just has gone up for pre-order or just come out or it's just about to come out and basically are like hey you know you want to play a track from this on the show that would be cool and i think in every instance we've said yes um you know where there's no there's no, there's no real criteria here i mean we have no illusions of status with the show <laughs> we we no. uh we are happy to play your music on the show that's what the entire show is about so right and, and but that's also no guarantee that you know we're gonna like it for sure right that's you that's know, the double-edged sword like, of it is gonna like, be honest i mean you know probably ain't gonna like rip you a new one sure um but uh you know we might just be kind of lukewarm, but like, eh, I guess that was 
okay. <laughs> exactly. You know, so. hey, that was fine. Wow. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. So if you get, well, there you go. Uh, then you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. So. So this week, um, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do a song from the band Fatties from Orlando, Florida, who we have had on the show a couple times, um, and who people will most likely know via uh, Fatty Hurst, who is a regular fixture of the show at this point, friend um, of the show, correct? Yep, friend of the show, Fatty Hurst, who calls in, uh, plays bass, and does vocals in this band, and uh, is uh, yeah, has become a few people's you know favorite favorite outside uh, contributor to the show via his voicemail. So um, so he sent over uh, their self-titled 7-inch, which is up for pre-order now. Um, and he said that uh, we could play any song off of here. They got the first song queued up to play, so uh, we'll just go with that one. So we're going to listen to Didn't See Shit by Fatties off of their self-titled 7-inch. So we just heard the song Didn't See Shit by Fatties off of their self-titled 7-inch. Fatties is a band who, on this show, I think that, at least speaking for myself, I've always liked maybe more in concept than I did in practice. I liked elements of, of what they were doing, um, but musically it's not something that's you know stuck with me super hard after, mm-hmm. after listening. Um, I, I will say though, this is definitely their strongest showing to date. That was uh, that was really solid, and not just because he's he's become a, a homie, but um, Fatty Hearst's bass part is uh, was a real highlight of that song. That was hyper catchy. The tone was really good. The recording sounded solid. It was infused with uh, a, a, a dark bordering on post punk quality that I don't think has been hyper present in the previous material that I've heard from this band. Um, I liked that. That was real catchy. It was short and to the point. I, I thought that was genuinely good yeah i liked it too i liked the uh they did have a darker turn so so fat fatties in general we've always said is like the crying clown right sure right because when you look at almost every aspect of the band just it's it's outward sort of visual expression and everything um it looked goofy as shit right right um, but, uh, then when you, when you get into it and you read the lyrics, like the lyrics, you know, touch on some serious things and, and, uh, are kind of morose. Sure. And I like that. I've always liked that juxtaposition. I think I've, I've liked fatties. I, I like fatties better than you do in general, but this is solid. The, um, the Halloween 
the, the main ha- Halloweeny sort of main riff was really catchy. Yeah, for sure. Um, that was definitely some haunted Halloween shit. Um, and I like the art on it too. I, 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 I really like the, the total package of fatties, how, um, stupid it is. Yeah, for sure, man. That, right. With the, with the porky pig and the bubble letters and the fucking high, like lots of colors and that sort of thing. I, it's, it's, it, it's, uh, it works. Yeah. I mean, if there's, if there's something, if there's one thing on this show, um, that we pretty much always big up, it's stupidity. Yep. Um, it's, it's just to, it's, it's a thing that appeals to us. And if you've listened to this show long enough, it's probably very clear why that's the case. <laughs> um, because we ourselves are rather fucking stupid. Yeah. We're, we're fairly stupid. And, um, we're also, I think, uh, we, we have generally speaking, broadly poor taste in music, right? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yes. <laughs> Broadly speaking, I mean, you know, but yeah, this is a winner. This is good. Yeah. I dug it. I, I, I dug it as well. So um, there you go. Demo listen early access from Fatty's. Uh, that was that was real solid. Thanks to Fatty Harris for sending that over. Um, and on that, let's jump into the actual cue for the evening. So first up, we have the band Demons. This is a submission from Rich Miles. The release is Priva- Privation. Uh, this is a band from Norfolk, Virginia. He described it as somewhere between Mets and uh, Cursed with maybe a little bit of Dead Guy thrown in, but said that it is better than his description. Hmm. Um, looks looks like some dark-sided stuff. Then we have got Octavius Rex with another thing I'll forget. This was sent in by the individual whose project I think this is, uh, Robert Davis. Um, he does guitar, bass, and vocals. And then actually Zach Miller, who plays drums in Gel and various other projects and is also um, just a, a great session drummer who runs a, a studio of his own, uh, Noise War Sound. I guess he plays drums on this. Um I think uh, so. So Robert Davis, who sent this in, said that he is a fan of the show, um, and I think has been for a while. Which to me, it it, it makes me inclined to give him a bit of uh, a tip of the hat because this doesn't seem like something that we'll enjoy. And him listening to the show probably means that he understands that and decided to send it in anyway. Well, um, and and if one of us is not going to enjoy it more, it's probably me, right? Yeah, yes, probably. Sure. Uh, pop punk, emo. Right. Math rock. Sure. No, thanks. Yeah. All right. But nonetheless, man, he sent it in. So tip of the hat to, uh, to Robert Davis. If, if the dice favors you, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see how you fare. Next up, we have got Head Lice with Volume 1. This was sent in by Kawi. This is a band from Brisbane, Australia. He said it's uh, good, goofy Australian shit, and it looks fucking cool. It's from Australia. It was sent in by Kawi. Um, you know, we got, we got three winning elements at play here before even hearing a note of music. Then we have got Highway Sniper with Greatest Hits 2. This time it's personal. This was sent in by George, who plays in this band. We've had this band on the show before. Um, all three of the people in this band are homies of mine, Skylar, Eric, and George. They do a, a style of kind of mm, almost bordering on like stadium crust with like heavy hardcore elements, and they blend it in a way that is unique enough to uh, to work, and Skylar's incredibly pointed uh, lyricism, I think, helps elevate this stuff a lot, too. I've listened to this release and, and enjoy it quite a bit. Then we have got Fentanyl Tapwater with their uh, Split with Bimbos. This is a band from Buffalo, New York. It was sent in by Tyler Hammer, who plays in quite a few uh, New York area bands. Uh, he described this as drum and bass stuff that features members of Leaking Head, which is one of his bands, as well as uh, some other bands from the area. 
Then we have got Toy with their promo tape. This was sent in by Tully, who plays in the band Histamine. Uh, real quick, big up to uh, everybody who's bought copies of the Histamine tape from uh, from us. Um, moving moving some copies of those. I'm stoked that people are hype on it. Um, if uh, if you want a copy, you can still grab one. Just go to uh, demolisten.bigcartel.com. So uh, this is a submission from him. This is a Newcastle, Australia-based band um, that uh, just put out something in March of this year on Last Ride Records, uh, which is a label from, uh, from down that way that has put out a handful of really good things, including some histamine stuff. Then we have got Agros with Chaos Magic. This was sent in by Stout. This is... So this is a project that is... Um, it's like a, it's a vehicle for Paris um, from Crow Mags, Paris Mayhew. Um, this is an instrumental track, um, mm. and it also utilizes like I, I saw like the preview for the video, and it utilizes like the Crow Mags font for the name of the band. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things here that are making me feel like maybe this ain't gonna be it, <laughs> but uh, but I guess if we <laughs> land on it, we'll find out. Then we have got Pupil Slicer with Alistair, or I'm sorry, Pupil Slicer with Mirrors. This was sent in by an individual named Alistair from uh, the UK. This is also a UK-based band. Um, I think he said he is a, a recent recent listener to the show, and he's uh, working his way through Hell Week right now. Um, I, I know he had things to say about this, but I can't remember what the hell they were, so I guess if we land on it, we'll find out. Then uh, next we have Sepulchre. This is a submission from uh, Jay from the band Cold Brats. The release is called Ascent Through Morbid Transcendence. It's a band from Brittany, France. He said this is uh, another old school death metal band with uh, tinges of black metal. It seems like he's been sending a lot of good death metal shit our way. Mm Mm-hmm. And then last up, we have something that's been in the queue previously, something that you have listened to and something that I have still neglected to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I figured, you know, enough people are sending this in. I'll, I'll give it one more chance in the queue since this is another submission uh, or, you know, another resubmission. It's uh, Rata Negro with Unavita Volker, a release that I think a lot of people are fucking with on Levita SMUs. It was sent in by Anthony from Gel. A handful of people have sent us this so uh enough enough people have sent it that i figured you know throw it in the queue one more time is warranted and uh if we don't get to it on this episode i'll just listen to it independently because um i'm I'm sure i will enjoy it so on that note let's roll the roll the dice see what's up first two two is octavius rex um let's uh let's let's jump into it so this is another thing I'll forget. The band is based out of Hamilton Township, New Jersey. Like I said, I think this is basically a solo vehicle for Rob Davis uh, featuring featuring the homie Zach Miller on drums. Um, I don't believe that he suggested a particular song or anything. And he has the first song queued up to play. So we'll just go with that one. So we're going to listen to Goodwill Blunting by Octavius Rex off of another thing I'll forget.
Okay, we just heard the song Goodwill Blunting by Octavius Rex off of Another Thing I'll Forget. Nate, I know how you felt about that, but why don't you tell me anyway? I didn't like it. Sure, yeah. I didn't like it, right? Yeah. You know that. Yeah. Um, I've seen a million fucking bands like this, and I hate it every single time. Yeah. Um, I uh, I don't know, man. I, what what more can be said that that I haven't said with this shit, right? I don't feel anything, right? Right. I'm a real man, not a little baby crying about <laughs> shit. Uh, what else? Um, I wish I could feel good about stuff, but I never do. Um, I hate seeing I hate seeing all the little wimps like fucking singing and crying their little hearts out when they're fucking playing this shit. Um, some of my most dreaded like dreaded punk memories are watching shitty like mathy bands tap out stupid fucking melodies on their fucking guitars and like <laughs> look down at their fucking instruments and they have like stupid fucking names like um like um i don't know avogadro's number and shit like that right yeah right yeah. fucking hate it right like you know they have like they have literary or pseudoscientific names and then they just stand around and fucking cry about their fucking feelings and about how fucking bad they feel about something and um how uh how wistful the fucking midnight air makes them feel as they leave <laughs> the show and they didn't get the girl again or whatever the fuck it is they're singing about and then they tap away their fucking tears on their little fucking guitars right <laughs> See, this is what this it's this exact scenario in which we just need the soundboard, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, really. So really, we could so, just we could just, just play selections from your previous uh, yeah. diatribes about this kind of shit, you know? Yeah, like I just I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. It's it, suffice to say, I'm just generally not interested in shit that does not fucking rip. Period. Right. Yeah, 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 for sure. Which uh, again, I think is uh, especially as you get older, I, I think it's a it's a really fair fair space to occupy because you got less time, man. You got to whittle the fat more than ever. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and like and like my little baby heart doesn't get fucking broken about shit, right? right. Yeah, I don't fucking like. I don't know what the fuck this song is about. Who gives a shit, right? Um, all I know is when I hear dudes singing. At the top end of his range, I can't help but fucking think of the flood of tears running down his fucking face. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and you know, to the to the point about sort of trimming the fat as you age. Um, you know, I I I won't front. I've talked about it on this show before. If you know me, um, from outside the context of this show, you know, I've I've certainly dabbled my fair share in emo, and there's plenty of uh, '90s noodly emo that I enjoy. I was at the very least on the periphery of the the emo revival thing that started happening in the late aughts and early 2010s. Um, you know, if I were 18, I probably would have liked this. I'm not going to lie. Um, it, it would have appealed to me at that point in my life. It doesn't really now. I, I have no animosity for it at all. Um, I, you know, I still understand why this appeals to a certain brand of young person. And I think this stuff can simultaneously appeal to an uh, emotionally maladjusted young person who is also into ripping hardcore. As I've gotten older, I just have less and less time for this yeah. kind of stuff, you know? It definitely doesn't appeal to an emotionally maladjusted old person. Right. Yeah, for sure. I just, uh, as I've said a million times before, the, the type of angst that I've retained as I've aged is not of this brand. You know what I mean? Um, there's still some stuff that is kind of in this vein that evokes positive memories for me that I'll go back and revisit, but it's, um, it's rarer and rarer with each passing year. So I, you know, I don't, I don't have any sort of animosity or agenda against this kind of stuff. It's just, uh, it's not for me to participate in at this point for what it was. 
you know, I think musically it was, uh, it was well executed. It was well recorded. Um, you know, I, I got no beef with it. It's just, it's not for me. And I'm sure that, uh, Rob Davis was very aware of that when he submitted this. So, yeah, there's um, no way, right? So, but, you know, but there are people in our listenership who I'm sure, uh, I'm sure who, who would fuck with this. Um, so if sure. you're one of those people, you know, I encourage you to support it, but, uh, yeah, it's unfortunately, um, or I guess fortunately for me, <laughs> this kind of stuff no you know, longer appeals to me. Yeah, and you know what? You don't want me at this fucking show, right? No, no. I, I'd bring. I'd really bring the vibe down. You know, if if, if I were running, because like tons of bands like this played my house. Right? Sure. Yeah. 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 Yep. I think. I think now, like, if I were running, because I, I always did. It's like it wasn't always me booking. It was oftentimes other people booking, especially like right. towards the end. Like you know, I just. I don't maintain social media. I have no way to con- for people to contact me. It just, you know, you can use my place to show space. Sure. But going back, I think if I were to do it again, mm-hmm. I would have like a fucking like horn that I would blow. <laughs> right. Yeah. And signals. Nope. Get out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I would just kind of hang out and listen. And the, the, as soon as I heard shit, nope. Show's over. Get out. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that would go over really well. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go to bed at a nice time tonight. Um, no, this is not happening here. <laughs> yeah. Well, missed opportunity for sure. Missed opportunities, right? Like an emo bouncer, right? Right. Yeah. Just yeah, hanging yeah. out like an executioner. And there's a, and, and, well, maybe an executioner, but just like a hook. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah and the yeah. stage hook comes out and just yoink. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's a great image. Just uh, somebody in a medium t shirt with cut off jeans, shorts, barefoot, tapping on a telecaster, just getting yanked off the fucking yeah, stage. Yeah. yeah. You know, I got the hose hooked up. I just come in and start spritzing them psst, 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 like cats in the <laughs> yeah. fucking yard. Get out of here. Right. Yeah. Um, well, you know, maybe maybe one day we can, we can do a van, proper venue and we'll, uh, we'll enact that policy. <laughs> um, so on that note, I don't think either of us have any more thoughts or feelings about this. So let's, uh, let's keep it moving. Let's roll the dice, see what's up next. All right. Uh, nine. Okay. So nine is uh, the Rata Negra stuff. Una Vida Volker. This is, like I said, I've just, I've been neglecting to listen to this because so many people had sent it into the show. I, I figured, I figured it would pop up at some point. Um, this is uh, a lot of folks I know's favorite release of the year so far. Um, you know, certainly it being on La Vida SMU's is, uh, is, is a huge, um, is a huge boon in, uh, in terms of endearing it to me without even hearing a note of music. So they got the first song queued up to play, uh, Vanita Ver. I'm sure However, I'm track it. three has a video with it. Um, oh, but, but unfortunately this is also an, a, an, an audio medium. So that yeah, won't benefit not for us. Else. We can, we can fucking watch the video. That's true. Okay, cool. Well, I be, who am I to, to, to deny you and, your, your small anybody pleasures? Else, anybody else can watch the video as well. This is a perfectly legal thing to do on your own time is to go to their band camp. In fact, we encourage it yeah. and watch the video. So. Okay. All right, cool. So we're going to listen to the third track then so, so that we can watch the video as well. So we're going to hear it. Uh, Desconfia de ese chico.
Okay, we just heard Desconfia de Ese Chico by Rata Negra off of their LP Una Vida Vulgar. Yeah, that was that was predictably very, very fucking good and also predictably in our lane if you've listened to the show for any length of the time. Uh, mm-hmm. The video was pleasing, stupid animation of a fucking ghost out on various escapades and <laughs> ultimately finding love. Um, I have no idea how reflective of... Um, of the lyrics of that song, the video was since I don't speak Spanish, um, but uh, but it was pleasing to my eyes, and that's what that's what matters. At, at one point, the ghost read a headline that said "most hated being," and there was a picture <laughs> of him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty good. I, I really liked that quite a lot. So, um, yeah, that's that's really fucking good, Nate. I, I already know you like this. I know you own the LP. Um, uh-huh. Her vocals at at times reminded me of uh, Polystyrene from X Ray Specs. Um, this is not a world away from that kind of stuff, like mm-hmm. the, the artier end of seventies punk and, uh, the, the angular sort of bouncy, creepy crawly post-punk that emerged from that scene, um, with the benefit of then an additional, you know, 50 years of music history to then punk history to draw from on top of that. Um, right. yeah, it's just really, really good, well-written catchy stuff, um, in sort of like the. I guess sort of like the 77 slash new wave tradition. It's really good. Got nothing bad to say about it. We'll, uh, we'll uh, acquire a copy of a copy of that if I am able to, for sure. Yep. I like everything about that. Um, I don't have much else to say about it. I think you hit a lot of the nail. I mean, you hit the nail on the head with it, with a lot of what I was going to point out. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, just really well executed, catchy as shit. Um, I was just sort of bouncing in my seat the whole time. Yep. Um, if, if it's, it's just hard not to like shit like that. I, I can't imagine people not liking it. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. We say that a lot about stuff, but there are certain things where it's like, yo, know, like this is uh this is like the fruity fucking pebbles of punk. Right. You know yeah, what I exactly. mean? Like yeah. how, how the fuck do you not like fruity pebbles? Right. Right. Yep. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, so <clears throat> since we are talking about uh, La Vida S and Muse, I, uh, I, I guess I'll take this opportunity real quick to plug something that we both really enjoyed and had on the show um, in a band that I've at least marginally been in contact with and a big up in, in, uh, in other forums on social media and stuff. Um, Talk Beer. Um, La Vida S and Muse has uh, dropped the uh, seven inch of Talk Beer's demo tape. Victory mm-hmm. belongs to those who fight for a right cause. One of my favorite things that I've heard all year um, certainly worth your attention. And I think that there are actually still some copies left. Um, so if you find your way to the, uh, La Vida SMU's band camp, um, you can grab a copy, but there are not, I don't think that there are a whole lot left. Um, at least of the blue vinyl, I think there are six copies remaining. I don't know how many are left of just the standard black, but I imagine that they will go pretty quickly. Um, I still don't know. I, I know uh, there is still plans for um, a North American cassette release, but I think a Canadian label is doing that, and I can't remember their name off the top of my head. But if you want this in vinyl form, um, to my knowledge, this is the only version that is getting put out in the near future. So, um, so yeah, grab a copy of that. I just wanted to take an, an opportunity to big up that once more because it's really fucking good. So um, on that note, let's, uh, let's roll the dice and see what's up next. Three. Okay, three is uh, Highway Sniper. So the Bandcamp is highwaysniper.bandcamp.com. The release is Greatest Hits 2. This time it's personal. The song that they wanted us to listen to is the third one on the EP, Rudy. So we'll go with that. So we're going to hear Rudy by Highway Sniper. Let's go to the 
Okay, we just heard the song Rudy by Highway Sniper off of Greatest Hits 2. This time it's personal. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, musically, that was fine. Um, I always, it was fine musically. Um, it got a little too, uh, a, a little too gratuitous with the breakdown at the end, but the lyrics fit the breakdown really well. For sure, yeah. Um, this is this rides a fucking line, right? Because if this is if this song and these lyrics are about you know fronting, right? right? Yeah, about you and your homies or some shit like that, then this is one hundred percent in the fucking shitter, right? Sure, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, if these lyrics were, they're very pointed. Yes, they're about a very specific individual. Right. Right. We all know who it is. Sure. Um, and sometimes that really threads a line with me anymore as well. You know what I mean? And we've talked about how at, at points like wearing your heart on your sleeve is refreshing, but at other times it's kind of like, yeah, I know it fucking like this shit sucks. The world fucking sucks. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but that said, I've written I, in, in the past, I've also written extremely fucking pointed lyrics, um, wishing violence upon very specific individuals. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I liked about this. The the lyrics, generally speaking, are pretty smart, um, despite their topic, the the topic that they address, and uh, that's what sold it for me. Um, I like the line: "The grand foyer of Bracewell should be smeared with your gore." <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a, uh, it's a strong. Dog ender. bristles are shrill, and in fact, I think mine is broken, and that you ought to be killed. Yeah. Um, I I don't have any problem. Like like some people don't like. Uh, I guess wishing ill will on people. Sure. I have no problem wishing ill on people. <laughs> not, not at all. I, not, I, none I, whatsoever. I, right? I, I, in fact, um, I default that. I default to that with troubling frequency. Yeah, frequency. yeah, like yeah. I have, I have no problem. It's like, like you know, like almost entering like, like a tantric state as I recite a mantra over and over and over <laughs> in my head, wishing will as though I'm some sort of sorcerer, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, uh, wishing ill will on certain individuals, and if it were to come true, I wouldn't feel like a fucking bad about it. No, right? not at all. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel any kind of way about it because I don't believe in the fucking karmic wheel. Um, or any, any of that fucking horse shit. Yeah. Um, I think it's well established now that I am not a fan of, uh, the, uh, the gods and their fucking magic. <laughs> sure. Um, so, you know, like, I don't give a fuck. Um, so I, that's, that's kind of what sold it for me was the fact that the lyrics were very pointed, not pulling any punches whatsoever. And, uh, I could get with that for sure. Musically, it was fine. Right. Yeah. So I, I think Skylar's lyricism, as I stated before we ever even listened to this, I think it really, really elevates this band quite a lot. And um, Skylar, you know, just to uh, to ride my one of my best friends nuts for a minute um, is is one of my favorite lyricists, period right now. He's in, in every iteration because he plays in various other groups. He's um, he's also in the band Who Decides, who, who we've had on the show before, who's really mm -hmm. good just uh kind of stompy um you know rival mob-esque hardcore he's in a band called taking meds um who is really rad sort of like angular college rock shit in the tradition of chavez he does a solo project called growing stone which is very awesome red house painters uh sort of mark koslick-esque slowcore shit and in all of those projects uh i am always always a fan of his lyricism this is no exception um musically so I really liked the first release, Greatest Hits, and I like this one too, but I do think that it's a little 
to formula and I would I would like to hear them branch out. I've talked about George on the show before and described him as a savant in that like he more than just being a fan of music, he is like has an uncanny ability to just sit down and write and and recreate things that he have heard, that he's heard and synthesize them. Um, he's a hyper hyper talented dude that you don't run the the the, the type of wish that you don't run across in in the wild too often. Um, but yeah, his sensibilities certainly deviate from mine in a lot of senses. And um, you know, this is hyper polished, and to me is. I think maybe this formula has kind of like run its course on this release because all of the songs are pretty much in that vein. They're like fast, polished, informed by sort of like, you know, hyper polished D beat and hardcore stuff, you know, of the of the tragedy variety and or disfear and stuff like that. Um, and then with sort of like a, a slammy breakdown thrown on the end. And I think it worked really well on the first EP, but here I think it's it's kind of growing a little bit thin. And I would like I would like to see this band branch out and do some other things sonically with the next release because um, I just think it would, I think they have the ability to do so. And it would be, uh, interesting to see the same idea. Cause I think they're strong conceptually too. They have like, I like the art. I like the lyrics. They take strong positions on thing, things, which I enjoy, but I would like to see all of that framed in a musical package that maybe takes a, a few more risks for sure at the next, the next go around. But that said, I do enjoy this. Um, I think I've just maybe like reached the end of my my interest in, in what they're doing specifically with this like hyper refined sound. So, um, on that, let's, uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Um, eight. Um, so, uh, so this is Sepulcher with Ascent through Morbid Transcendence. This is a death metal band from Brittany, France. This was, uh, the one that was sent to, over to us by Jay from the band Cold Brats. He said, uh, to obviously skip the intro, but that any other song would do. Um, so we'll just uh, we'll just jump right into the second song. So we're going to listen to Invocation of Plague Ridden Entity by Sepulchre off of Ascent Through Morbid Transcendence. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, we just heard the song Invocation of Plague-Ridden Entity by Sepulchre off of their demo Ascent Through Morbid Transcendence. Uh, to me, that song was absolutely perfect up until the three-minute mark. Um, after that point, it kind of lost me, but I will say, you know, they weren't doing anything offensive after that. I just kind of think the song had run its course and the more ethereal, I guess, black metal tinged, you know, minute and a half outro didn't do much for me. Um, but again, it was not enough to, to derail it for me. This, uh, this still kept my interest, um, for the most part. And I'm going to listen to the other two songs on here. Um, you know, this was in general, uh, like I said, minus that component of the song, pretty much everything that I like about death metal. Um, and Jay has been sending a lot of, uh, a lot of death metal winners our way. Um, and, and this is, this is another one as far as I'm concerned. And apparently people agree because there were 300 copies of this demo ca cassette and they're all gone. So, um, that's, that's no small feat. Selling out 300 copies of a tape is, uh, is, is actually pretty fucking impressive in 2021 um so uh yeah i i liked that a lot like i said it kind of lost kind of lost my attention after about the three minute mark um but everything up to that point was really really fucking good how'd you feel about it i liked it through and through i liked the way it went out i liked they had the perfect amount of just sort of uh mood building sort of flourish sure um this is this is death metal that's basically it, it's it's not full of fucking gimmicks it's not full of um I guess, uh, uh, masturbation of technical wizardry, right? Right. Yeah, sure. Just fucking get in and rip and get out. Right. Yep. That's what I like about my death metal. Um, this song, it, I did kind of feel like it was playing its course, but then I don't know. I kind of liked the way it went out. Sure. Um, it, it kind of explored that riff to its, to like, to the fucking road that riff into the ground. Yeah. Um, switched up and kind of did that more sort of, uh, like I said, um, uh, that sort of, sort of, uh, more melodic sort of outro, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I dug it. I thought it was pretty solid all the way through. Um, this is a perfect example. We've had a few others though as well, where I've said like, I, I, I don't like my death metal to like require me to, um, you know, be a, 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 a virtuoso to appreciate it. Right. No, not at all. You know, just, yep. and when you look at the way they're dressed, you know, if you're playing death metal and you're dressed like that, it better be fucking, you know, meat and potatoes death metal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, I don't want to have to, uh, you know, have a, a doctorate to decode why your death metal is good. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, does it fucking rip? Yeah. And as we established last week, is it stupid? Right. For sure. I, I, I want death metal to only just, evoke the most um primal of reactions in me you know what i mean that's that's its purpose to me it is to yeah. make me feel like a fucking drooling caveman yeah so i like this just fine through and through i didn't really have any i don't really have any complaints about it yeah it was uh it was really good very very good if uh if there were still copies available of this i i probably would consider picking one up but uh unfortunately they're just uh too big for their fucking britches and sold out of 300 de copies of their demo i will say too it's probably um i would imagine these folks have been in other bands prior to this because uh if you're coming out this strong on your demo um, yeah. you've certainly refined your technique in previous groups. So I would be interested to hear uh, previous musical efforts from, from the folks in this band too. Cause that was, that was definitely a fully realized uh, sound that we just heard that you is know, beyond demo quality for sure. That kind of, uh, 
you know, that, that makes me think too. We always say that, like, it sounds like this is a more polished real life, like just on, as a straight up demo release. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wonder how much folks have to rein it in. You and, know what I mean? To, to put something out. Um, in what regard? Like, like musically, right? Because it always seems like the, 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 the drive seems to go in the opposite direction where things get, well, get more intricate, things get grander, things get more technical, right? right. Yeah. Instead of just uh, returning to that, that bare bones tomb from the mold death metal or just sort of staying there. Sure. You know, I wonder, I wonder how hard of a line that is to walk sometimes. Yeah. I guess it probably just depends on your personality type. If you're not a fucking nerdy loser, I bet the inclination to, to add a bunch of flourish and nonsense <laughs> to your music probably doesn't cross your mind. You know, you know? And, and you know, honestly, um, we've said it before. I, 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 I long for the days when I didn't associate death metal with nerdy losers. Yeah, man. It's, it's instead I associate it with bullies, right? Right. Yeah. And like shitty mean dudes. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's that those are the days of yore I want to get back to, man. Yeah, those are the good old days, right? Where where, you know, you knew damn well that guy's going to fucking punch you at the show. <laughs> right, exactly. Right? Yes. Yeah. For not, sure. Uh, not not stand off to the side and be afraid of breaking his fingers cuz then, you know, how in the world is he going to sweep pick? <laughs> Exactly. I, I, I long for those days. So um, I'm, I'm once again, as I've said before, very happy to, uh, I'm very happy to be present for this current wave of, uh, of bands that is trying their best to evoke precisely that era and, and uh, largely doing a very good job at it there. I think this, this, this present wave of bands is uh, turning out an abundance of, of really good releases that I think will, uh, will age very well. So yeah, we're we're burning through them tonight. We've already listened to the fucking five bands on the show, and we're, we're an hour in, only yeah. an hour in, an hour in. Um, right. Let's let's knock out one more, and then maybe we can pivot to voicemails and uh, and not have like a two hour episode tonight. Okay, <laughs> you make it seem like uh, um, from all points of view, two hour episodes should not be the thing. Like from our listeners and from ours. Like we somehow we get every week. It's such a slog for us to sit down here and record for two hours. I feel like an hour and a half is the sweet spot. You know what I mean? Like for everybody involved, like it, 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 it places sort of no, um, no added stress on us. You know, I'm not at an hour and a half. I'm not feeling fatigued at all. I'm still feeling spry and chipper. And I think it's, it, it's enough time that if people have a longish commute, they can listen to it in two parts. You know what I mean? Um, if they have a short commute, that commute, they can still get it done in like two days, you know, commute. Yeah. 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 You didn't like the way I put the emphasis on the car. (laughs) <laughs> commute? <laughs> I've never heard anybody pronounce it that way. I, I don't know. I've heard people say it that way before. I don't yeah, know. You probably. <laughs> yeah, I guess me. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> regardless, um, yeah, I feel like an hour and a half is a sweet spot. You know what I mean? All right. All right. Well, so, let's get into it. So I rolled a six. Uh, okay, so six would be Pupil Slicer with Mirrors. Um, this is a band from London, UK. It was sent in by Alistair, who is somebody who could only conceivably be from the UK. Yeah, uh, you don't hear a lot of Alistairs in the States, do you? There's just, there's not a lot of Alistair. And Alistair's that's not States a bag on the on the word, right? On, on the name, it's no. a pretty it's a pretty sick name. It's a all good one. Things considered, right? Yeah, for sure. 
it's a lot better than some of the goony fucking names the pores over in the United States are coming up with. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It, I mean, it's it's uh, it's certainly not uh, Brayley, you know, <laughs> Brayley or like um um, you know, uh, King Champ or something like that. You know, like you know, you know, guaranteed if if you name if you if you include the word King, yeah, in your this the name of your offspring, they are a guaranteed failure. Yeah, yeah. You've, you are you've, fucking them from day one. If you try to give them a badass name mm-hmm. that you saw, you know, in, uh, I don't know, um, a cool fucking TV show, right? right? Yeah. Or uh, if you try to, like, draw inspiration for naming your children from, like, 300, even, the, like, how fucking old is that movie? Uh, oh, I feel like that movie, it's, like, 15 years old, right? Probably. Yeah. I feel like that movie left an indelible scar on American culture. <laughs> I, dude, I think you're absolutely right about that, yes. That movie gave people such an unrealistic and ultimately tragically garbage like in, like view of their overinflated self-worth. For sure, man. Yes. I, 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 I just, yeah, I guess it was kind of cool, but like, it's fake. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and and you see that stupid fucking helmet, and like at least in our neck of the woods, that stupid fucking helmet is always associated with like being a tough, real, you know, a real American patriot. Sure, yeah, you know, and a soldier. Right, right. Soldiers wear stuff like that. You can put three hundred of our finest up against ten thousand of the uh, of the invaders, and uh, you know, you ain't gonna take my fucking guns or make me take a vaccine. <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah. Like I just, like I, it, it's, it's, I, I don't know how to, I, I'm not very eloquent, I guess in this, but it is, um, it has just permeated a certain facet of our culture that I find, um, well, I find myself frequently wishing horrible things upon. Yeah, for sure. I just, I think that, uh, the, that amount- and new metal. Oh, sure. Yeah. I I just, I think the amount of cultural influence that that film has wielded is, uh, I mean, it's really undue. You know what I mean? It really is because it's a shitty movie. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's bullshit for sure. And I think that it injected a dose of machismo into uh, certain swaths of the swaths of the U.S. population that has irrevocably changed this country for the worst. Yeah, it's it's and it's like never going away, right? Yeah, for sure. It's like it's like I don't know, dude. It's um, like did three hundred create like the CrossFit bro? Did they? Did yeah, they- yeah, exactly. Like CrossFit bros, hyper patriotic, like you know, black rifle coffee drinking, you know, civilian soldiers. Yeah, um, all these fucking don't tread on me, Gadsden motherfuckers. All of them fucking. All of them can be traced back to like 300. Yeah, for sure. And and for that alone, I think Zack Snyder should face summary execution when the revolution happens. Cancel his fucking ass, right? <laughs> yeah, we're going to cancel him with the, gu- I'd like to, with the I'd guillotine. Like to see, he's right. I'd like to see his ass get canceled by uh, smearing his gore all over his wife and family's face before I burn them alive. <laughs> that's that's right. So right? See, I don't care because if that happens, it's not my fault that it fucking happened. I didn't do it. Yeah, right? no, for sure. And the odds, the odds that Zack Snyder would be chopped to bits and then his family desecrated with his gore, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before being burned to death, never going to happen. Never going to happen. They, his they, son, might, they might die in a car wreck, but his, his that's son, not what I said. 
his son did tragically commit suicide, so maybe that's his that's that's his come up it. <laughs> yeah, but see that happened before he even thought of it. Yeah, exactly. So you got nothing to do with it, you know. I got nothing. To, that's what I'm saying. Wish ill will on whoever, right? Wish right. it on your your parents out of a joke, right? Hey, fuck you, mom. Go eat a fucking buckshot lunchbox, right? Go go open up that lunchbox. Take a fucking bite of that buckshot sandwich, right? Yeah, yeah. Nothing. See if I give a shit. My mom's not going to do that. Sure, right. So who cares? But, but she is going to die soon because she's old, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'm like, you know, but like it doesn't. Who cares? Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Um, so, um, what were we talking about? So, we were talking about the band that we were about to listen to, <laughs> Pupil Slicer, and their release Mirrors. Uh, How did we start talking about 300? Because uh, this was sent in by an individual named Alistair from the UK. Oh, and, God, uh, what a. It's just, what a convoluted fucking path, right? Yeah, man, it's it's labyrinthine for sure. So, I so he actually, I, I just decided to check the email. Um, so he described this as grindy metal, kind of converge Dillinger escape plan ballpark with a few digital flourishes. <laughs> as a man with several converge tattoos uh, and who does like early Dillinger escape plan, this still sounds not so promising. And I'm looking at a picture of the band, and I'm not like what i'm seeing we were just listening to talking about dillinger escape plan last night and how that band effectively does not exist past calculating infinity yeah for sure they literally might as well not be a band anymore there's not even any point because like that record's as best as you're gonna do right yeah for sure any anything else you do won't live up to it and even now if you listen to that record yeah it's pretty good but it also certain sounds a certain vintage, doesn't it? It's of its it's very of its era for sure. Um, so let's see. I don't know if uh, a homeboy actually suggested a particular song, though he didn't. And let's see what song they have queued up to play. Wounds upon my skin. Um, so already I'm seeing the sort of pseudo literary flourishes that are so often uh, associated with bands that might fall into this general world that are are pretty repellent to me with a, a track su- title such as Wounds Upon My Skin. Well, there's, dude, there's a video for it. There's a video for it. So evidently they, they think that this is, the, this is their best foot and they're putting it forward. So we're going to listen to Wounds Upon My Skin by Pupil Slicer off of their release Mirrors.
Okay, we just heard the song Wounds Upon My Skin by the band Pupil Slicer off of their release, Mirrors. Nate, how'd you feel about that? So this band doesn't exist without Dillinger's Escape Plan, right? That's true, yeah. Um, I, I, There's part of me that, you know, acknowledges if this were 2004 or 5, I would have bought this up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. And I still have kind of a little sweet spot in just sort of like the heavy production and everything. And I kind of have a sweet spot for stuff like this sometimes. Sure. So this brought a little bit of that out. Um, but, and, and to know, uh, I guess, fall to the band because, you know, obviously they're going, they're going for it. Right. I mean, actually going for it as a band, right. Not just goofing around like a bunch of fucking idiots. And that's the kind of music that we like. We like music that's played by a bunch of goofballs. Right. Right. Yeah. We like, we like music by hobbyists, hobbyists who are also lifers, but to the, to the detriment of everything else in their life. Exactly. (laughs) Like, 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 like folks that, that basically truly come out worse in the end because of this. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yes. Right. Like a lot, things could have gone so much better if only you didn't like this shitty, stupid music. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, so this, there's just too much polish on this. Yeah. And, but you, but the thing is you can't do this without it being very polished if you ask me. Right. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I I bet you lots of people fucking love this shit. Um, and I can see why, because I would have fucking eaten this up 15 years ago. Um, but I just, I, I'm not interested in the hyper polished. Um, I'm just not interested in stuff like this. You know, it's like, I'm not in, we say this a lot. I'm not interested in bands that sound like other bands that I, you know, might like a lot. Like I'm not interested in a band that sounds like Pig Destroyer, Sure, but I'll listen to Pig Destroyer. Right. Right. I'm not interested in the band that sounds like Dillinger Escape Plan. I'm not interested in Dillinger Escape Plan after calculating affinity, but I'm also not interested in the band that sounds, generally speaking, is, is sounding a lot like Dillinger Escape Plan either. Right. Um, and that's kind of where this falls to. Like, I, this is fine. This is pretty well done. It's good. I bet you, I, you know, I, tons of people like it. Their fucking records have all sold out, right? Um, just not my thing. There's just too much polish on it uh, in, in basically every way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, to to your point about people liking this, that's uh that that is undeniable because it looks like uh these folks have, have sold like 1200 LPs and then an additional few hundred tapes. Um so yo, people are people are eating this up for sure. And yeah, yeah for for good reason. This is this is definitely what uh, I would classify as pro core. You know what I mean? The, this is indeed a band who is going for it. This is uh this is the band who wants to get that second slot on a tour with whoever the fuck with converge or whoever you know whoever whatever hot hot band in this world is is headlining right like this is a band who probably wants to and probably could at least for a a a time um you know make a make a living making this kind of music you know what i mean uh and yeah ultimately um that tends to be somewhat alienating for for me because i generally like music um that is so profoundly unmarketable that in fact, it will lead to the financial ruin of the people involved. Um, but there was a time where I also would have eaten this up, no doubt, probably around the same time period as you, um, maybe a little bit later because I am you know, significantly younger than you, so I was coming to this stuff later. But uh, I, I, I'm certainly uh, not, not secretive about the fact that I am a Converge stan. I love that band. But 
I also don't like a lot of stuff that uh, their influences, their influence has um, created over the mm-hmm. years. I don't like a lot of bands in that lineage. Um, I don't like a lot of bands in the Dillinger lineage, but sort of uh, technical, heavy, brooding metalcore of this variety is certainly having a moment right now. So this band is uh, is definitely striking while the iron is hot. They're they they exist in a a perfect a perfect time to be making this style of music because. Um, I think young people in general who weren't there for the first wave of this shit are incredibly infatuated with this particular form of, of metalcore right now. Um, so yeah, I certainly wish this band the best and yeah, they did evoke some, some warm feelings, uh, just because like, yeah, there, there was a time when this would have been squarely in my lane, but, uh, as, as with so many things on this show, a, a repeated mantra, that ship has definitely sailed for me at this point. Um, it's not something I engage with anymore, but, uh, I, again, I have no animosity for it at all. It was very well done for what it was. Um, wouldn't ask anybody to turn it off if it was on, but I probably wouldn't ask what it was either, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, this is, this music exactly is what, um, outsiders would call screamo. Yes. <laughs> right. Any, yeah. Anytime you see somebody use the word screamo, right. they usually have no idea what they're fucking talking to. And the reason I bring this up is because I was listening to a podcast where some folks are talking about music they like. And, you know, that's not the point of the podcast. As we know, the point of the podcast is to play fucking live role play D&D and right. Pathfinder and stuff. And they were, and so I was like, you know, I like some of that, some of that heavy metal screamo stuff. Right. Anytime, anytime you hear somebody use the word screamo, as a general, they have no idea what they're talking. No, about. like if your coworker is like, "Oh, do you like that like screamo <laughs> stuff?" Yeah, shut the, yeah, that's exactly what. Like, I like you, you can you can be guaranteed that they're not asking if you like Antioch Arrow. You know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah, I like listening to Scrams. Let's go listen to some Scrams now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in my heroin record for you to listen to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's what this is. This this is. Um, Unfortunately for the band, because I, I'm sure that they hate that moniker as well, but this is definitely uh, would be lumped into the bin of mall screamo by <laughs> most folks. Right? Yeah, for sure. And and make no mistake, uh, dear listener, we we are not categorizing that as such. We're just saying no. that the this is certainly this is exactly what the layman is thinking about when they say, "Oh, do you like that screamo metal stuff?" Yeah, this is yeah. this is what they're thinking. Of. So, oh, yeah. and this is oh, okay. Word. This is on Prosthetic Records, which actually makes, makes totally makes sense. Absolute sense. This that is that is the perfect home for this band. Okay, cool. So there you go. Um, it, it, all the puzzle pieces have fallen into place, and I uh, I wish Pupil Slicer the best. Here's the thing, though, too. Huh. Pupil Slicer. Uh-huh. You can't slice a pupil. There's no. There's no fucking. There's nothing there. It's an aperture in the front of the eye. You <laughs> slice the iris. You can slice the cornea. Right. right? Um, if you know, you can slice in the vicinity of the pupil, but you cannot slice the pupil. And that's, and that's why, you know, um, Frank Black was wise to slicing up eyeballs instead of slicing up pupils, right? right? He he knew, he knew he didn't uh, have enough anatomical knowledge to speak specifically about which parts of the eyeball to slice up. So he just spoke generally. He's like, I'm pretty sure that the pupil is just an aperture in the front of the eye that lets light in and strike the retina. Right. Um, but I'm not sure. So I don't want to sound like an idiot. So I'll just say slicing up eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, that's the exact thought process. Right? Yes, for sure. Right. Um, so on that note, I think we we certainly are going to hit the two hour mark on this episode. No, we're not because there's not that much to talk about after this, right? We'll get we'll get a few voicemails done. And we're we're out. <laughs> Oh man, that's so profoundly false. Um, so, uh, all right, let's uh, let's tackle some of these voicemails. 
Yo, how we doing? Uh, man, two things. First off, some good point. Good show. Great show this past week. Heavy fucking laughing my fucking ass off. But I'm fucking laughing just thinking about this shit. This fucking Invigorator band is crazy, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, back in the day, like, radio days, like, Hey, maybe you don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about, but, like, Howard Stern used to have, like, crazy motherfuckers on, like, Beetlejuice is, like, a meme guy now, but, like, you know, he'd just sit in and, like, have a mic. You need to fucking track down the singer of Invigorator just because you know that dude has got to be fucking trippy. And I, I don't think that that's just a joke. And if it is a joke, that is some fucking Andy Kaufman-level shit, and I still totally am into that. Uh... But, yeah, man, I just wanted to throw my thoughts at that. Also, there was a – you kind of touched on this on the episode. Are you talking about death metal bands and black metal bands being about fucking, you know, whatever, physics and politics? Dude, seriously, witches, goblins, demons, gremlins, Satan, poltergeists, ghoulies, Apparitions, keep it to that, dude. Straight up, fucking no X Files, no alien pussies, no Martian cocks, and that's a little sex joke for you there, Nate. Uh, big Martian ropes shooting on alien pussies. Uh, so yeah, I just, uh, man, great episode. That Invigorator shit, a hundred percent, love it. Sorry for the long voicemail, just juice. Okay, so Invigorator's been on my mind all week. I've had that song stuck in my head all week. Yeah, man. It's. I mean, we talked about it when they when they were played on the episode, and like I talked about it to my girl a little bit. But like, I mean, truly, they achieved what so many bands don't achieve. And even if they did it in a roundabout way, even if they did it in a way that maybe wasn't uh, in line with their stated goals when they wrote and, and recorded that song they made me feel genuinely good and they have been in my head on constant rotation for an entire fucking week. Like I sing that chorus yeah. at least once a day. Yeah. And, and listening to the, to, to the all four songs. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's definitely not a joke, right? Yeah. Um, there's just, there's no way that somebody can be that self-aware and pull that off that cleanly. Right? For sure. And, 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 and as, as, as is pointed out, like that is some Andy Kaufman genius level shit. If it is right, there's no way. However, I just can't get past the juxtaposition of the fact that I'm pretty sure that that is a serious project. I'm almost certain it is, but that fucking artwork, it, it is a serious project. So I did a little digging and some of our listeners did some digging and, uh, they are indeed like high school kids. I think okay. like maybe late in their high school career, Good. you know, what that's I mean? what they should be for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That is that is the appropriate age to be uh, if you're going to be in the band Invigorator. So, and some of the other songs too, like that song is not wholly representative of of what goes on in that record because he had, he does do some uh, some screaming on the other tracks. I think that's the only one in which like the clean vocals are up front for the duration yeah. of the of the track. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, nonetheless, that that song is. Um, emblazoned into my mind in a way that very few pieces of music ever have been previously and ever will be again that i think that chorus is gonna it's gonna go with me to my grave and for that i think invigorator um surpasses probably 99 percent of the bands that we have on the show honestly yeah i don't know man the more i think about it the more i like it right yeah for sure for sure so, I, I mean i would book invigorator in a oh, heart for sure 100 100 you know? yeah, yeah. 
For sure. So, uh, yo, Joe, I'm glad that that brought you uh, as much joy as it did us. And uh, I'm also I'm also that glad that you're in agreement agreement with us about uh, topics that should be um, uh, that should be discussed in in death and black metal lyrics. I, I indeed think goblins, demons, gremlins, Satan, apparitions, ghosts, and uh, etc. are pretty much the only acceptable topics to to speak about. Gore. You can also you know gore, gore and murder, mutilation. You know mutilation. the, the yeah. classics, right? The For classics. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yep. Keep your keep your philosophy uh, out of out of my metal. You know. Right. Um, all right. Let's listen to the next one. Yo, what's up? This is uh, Anthony from Joe. Uh, first time actually calling. Uh, I just listened to uh, whatever most recent episode talking about uh, meat sweats, and I'm like, uh, first of all, it, it's it's way more way more fucking stupid than you think. Uh, imagine a grown man gurgling at his computer uh, into a microphone. Uh, you know, really dumb. Uh, I write the whole thing in like an hour. But uh, my my point for calling this is more so a question for Gray. Um, like, okay. I can write a, a record of songs that are total bullshit in, in an hour and uh, feel totally okay with putting them into the world. Yeah, I will sit down for uh, probably five hours straight trying to write, like, a, a, a good song and, uh, like, you know, for, for Joe or one of my other bands and uh, totally fucking hate everything I do uh, and will record six demos and not want to release, like, a single fucking one. And, uh... I, I was just wondering if that's something you experienced. I mean, I guess both of you are in a band, although Gray is more of the songwriter. Uh, yeah, uh, apologies for submitting something absolutely retarded on purpose. Uh, stoked to hang out uh, multiple times this fall. Peace. Yeah, so, yeah, um, I am an absolute virtuoso when it comes to lyrics about eating poop and diarrhea, right? Yeah. And farting with my balls, right? Sure. Or farting on my balls, farting with my balls, holding urine in my scrotum, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like a, like inflating my scrotum like a frog, uh, you know? Yes. Um, I am a virtuoso at lyrics like that. If you want me to rewrite stupid fucking lyrics about turds and feeding them to granny to classic rock songs, I can, I can, I can give you free bird in 30 seconds, right? <laughs> right. But if I want to sit down and actually pen something that I that I enjoy and lyrics that I would feel uh, comfortable actually, you know, performing in front of folks and, and, and you know, or we're actually working on a song that we figure is uh, worth presenting to anybody live and, is, and and putting our monikers and monikers and names on it. Mm -hmm. Not so much. Yeah, I, well, I can attest to that fact because I uh, <laughs> I sent you a gang of songs like two fucking months ago. I know. And I've been plugging away at them, man. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so I, I guess, I think Anthony's question also was more in relation to like the juxtaposition, uh, between being able to sort of sit down and, and write stupid songs and feel sort of no regret about putting them out into the world, feel no qualms with, with doing that and feel, feel strongly about it, feel good about it, be able to sleep soundly and, uh, and yet, you know, sitting down and trying to write songs he really likes, you know, not feeling like anything he does is is up to snuff. And I, you know, I kind of feel like I feel very much the opposite. Uh, I'm I'm pretty picky about what I actually put out into the world, which might seem insane considering I'm in a fucking shit ton of bands and have a uh, a, tr a massive a massive output output over the last 
10, 10 years. Um, and I don't stand behind every single thing that I put out into the world. Certainly there's some shit that I'm like deeply embarrassed ever saw the light of day, but yeah. in the moment, um, I, I always, you know, feel good about what I'm putting out for the most part. And I try to be highly selective because there are dozens upon dozens of demos from bands that I was in or bands that almost were or solo endeavors that have never seen the light of day and, and probably never will. Um, and my songwriting process is also like pretty, I think it's pretty atypical. Um, I'm not, I'm not the type to sort of sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to write some songs now. I am, I'm, I'm truly, I think I'm, I'm struck by the muse of inspiration at sort of random moments. And I, am sent into a, a manic frenzy in which I sit down with my guitar and I put, I, I produce music until uh, the tank is empty at the expense of everything else going on in my life. I've often described my relationship to making music as, as being one of uh, compulsion of being one uh, as being one of um, detriment to my, to my personal well-being, to my relationships um, but on the same token, it's not something that sort of consumes me and my every waking moment. It's something that strikes me at very sort of inconvenient, unpredictable times. And then I just sit down and, and, and crank out, you know, an LP worth of songs in, in three days. Um, it's very, very weird. Um, and I haven't found a whole lot of other people who, uh, who experience that process in the, in the same way that I do. I'm sure that there are millions who do. I, I've just not met a lot of them. So, well. you know. It's because, uh, I don't know, like, obviously I don't fucking write music. I just, uh, contribute a little bit here and there to it. But, um, for me anyway, I can't, I can't look at it as a task that I sit down and do. Sure. It just has to be something that I'm in the, like you said, the muse, right? It just has to be something that hits me at that fucking moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like I sent you some lyrics for that, for that, you know, those songs you sent me those were all written basically within like eight hours. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and just like basically an eight hour work day. Right. Yeah. But then I haven't like had that fucking fire in me for, for a few weeks. So, uh, you know, yeah, I was just thinking about it the other day. Yeah, for sure. That's, uh, it's, it, it, I'm sure it's, it's mad annoying to people who I'm in bands with sometimes because I, I will go months with, you know, just like, Hey, sorry, dude, I don't have any songs. Like <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I got nothing, man. Like when it, when it strikes, it'll strike hard. But until that time, um, this is, this is where we're at. This is, these are, these are the songs we got. So, um, of course, you know, what do we fucking know? Listen to the, listen to the songs we actually like, right? Right. Sure. Listen to the garbage we actually like. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're certainly no authorities. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully that answers your question. So, um, all right. So the next one we got, we got two, two in a row from, uh, Austin Fritz, Austin message being said that, uh, he was, you know what he manned up. He was, uh, he was an adult about it. He said, he knows that, um, back-to-back voicemails are, are typically frowned upon. So, uh, you know, at, we, we didn't need to feel compelled to listen to the second one. So we'll just, uh, we'll just listen to his first voicemail. Sorry. Some fucking fed was talking to me anyway. Um, it's Austin again. Hiya. How you doing? Second caller. Fuck you. Um, so that band invigorator, I don't know if you, you guys never mentioned this once. And I guess that just speaks to how well versed in good music you guys actually are, but that reminded me a lot. And, um, I really hope if you do, you know that it's like, a crime against like music at large. So like just just an anecdote. 
Also, there was another band uh, in the previous episode. I don't fucking remember their name, but they were doing – you said that they were doing a uh, – uh, what was it? Rivers Runs Red, Life of Agony type, John. And you, I, I did not like it at all. But what I will say is is that there are a few bands that are kind of popping up that are doing some pretty interesting stuff with the Life of Agony style. Personally, I really like, like it, Life of Agony, but – I don't want to listen to any other band that's doing that style, but I got to give credit where it's due when I hear a good band that's doing it. So if you really want something cool, check out the band Age of Apocalypse. I'm running out of time, and I'm sorry for being uh, a bad little boy and making cops mad. But anyway, uh, love you. Love what you guys are doing. Rock on. Uh, keep uh, fucking bitches getting money, baby. That's what life's about. Okay, so so in Austin's call, it actually incredibly inconveniently um, dropped right when he mentioned what band Invigorator right. reminded we, him of. But luckily, in fact, we like good music so much we couldn't even hear the band that he <laughs> said that reminded. That's right. We're like the Native Americans who like couldn't see the ships approaching on shore, or the ancient Greeks that did not have the did not know about the color blue. Right, exactly. So right. <laughs> it's it's exactly like that. It's like just, they had they had no concept of the color blue, and the sky was white, and not blue. Yeah, it's so far outside of our understanding that we couldn't even hear it. Um, so luckily for us, though, the transcript of his second call uh, states what band he was talking about, which is Avenged Sevenfold. Um, so my exposure to Avenged Sevenfold is uh, is luckily pretty minimal um, i have none you're you're a lucky man you you dodged i've never heard that. that band they started off as like really bad mall metalcore with like breakdowns uh juxtaposed with singing you know kind of in like the the early 2000s like trust kill ferret records 18 visions vein okay and then they moved more and more into um just straight up like mall metal uh pulling from like guns and roses and shit songs were getting longer a lot of solos a lot of butt rock singing um they're just an all-around horrible band every iteration of the band is is terrible that i've been exposed to i did have some friends that were really into the band when i was like you know 13 14 15 years old and uh they would repeatedly try to get me into it and i bucked bucked against it uh every time and um they remain probably one of my least favorite bands to come out of that entire era so my exposure to them isn't isn't enough that i would uh immediately have have drawn that comparison but austin you know if you're telling me that they sound like avenge sevenfold then uh i'll take your word for it man why do these guys always end up wearing like trilbies and trying to look like heavy metal johnny depp i don't know man i really don't well, like, know. like they, they, they obviously right it has to be a stylist but like here this is what you guys look like now right? for sure yeah like they've given up they've given up a certain degree of agency in their own lives i imagine to get to where they are right right but like they inevitably always end up wearing like like seriously like swoop v-neck shirts and trilbies uh, a, a backwards hat with a bandana on underneath, so two layers of clothing covering the dome with aviator shades and sleeveless shirts. It's uh, it's such a predictable path. Yeah, for sure, man. It's uh, it's you know some striped striped pants. Um, they, yeah, yep. there's various facial ill-advised facial piercings, oftentimes lip rings, uh-huh. um, small small stretched ears. Um, I, I wonder if they have the discussion like. 
who gets to look like what in the band. Oh, like, dude, I would love to like, be party to that Like, who plays what discussion. role? Like, it's a boy band. Like, right. who's the, who, right? Yeah. Like, who's who the bad the boy? Play? Who's the Who's the bad throb? boy? Right. Who's the heartthrob? Yep. You know, who's the shy boy? Right? Yep. Yep, for sure. It's like, you know, one of us has to have, like, shoulder length, like, straightened hair that's half blonde and half black. Who's it going to be? <laughs> right. But then then their fan, their fan base ages, right? For and, sure. And, and uh, their tastes change because their fan base ages. The fans that they had in like 2004 are now having, they have 10 year olds of their own. Right. And so Avenged Sevenfold is like a sweet look back to better times before they were swaddled with like actually, um, you know, the American dream. Right. <laughs> right. And so they, they, they adopt a little longer hair. They adopt like, you know, shirts that maybe have like, uh, like like a um, distressed or like 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 faded like Jack Daniels shirt, you right. know. Yep. And they get into hot rods, right? Oh yeah. And they get they get into they get into the stuff that cool parents are into, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. You know, they wear a little more flannel. You know, sure. they look a little more down to earth, a little more facial hair, a little gruffer. Right. Right. Gone. Gone are the days of the. Uh, you know, cherub cheeked heart throbs. And uh, now we've got the muscles and we've got the flannels and we've got the scruffy, the scruffy beard. Right. right? Yep. Exactly. I've been, I've been chopping wood in the woodshed all day before me and the boys go on tour. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we can, so we can fucking take our log cabin bus on tour and drink Jack Daniels and, um, you know, stay warm. So I'm going <laughs> to chop wood. If this tells you anything about the band, one of their members is named Sinister Gates. Yeah, yeah. With one lies. of the members of the band starts to look like Will Ferrell at one point. <laughs> That's always a sign your band is like aging out of, uh, of relevance, you know? I'm going to send you a picture. Okay. Okay. I'm going to send you a picture. This is from 2018, so it's not uh, it's not the uh, you know most recent iteration. Okay. Oh, I can't. Never mind. Because we can't do chats anymore. Oh yeah, but trust me, he's starting to look like he's starting to look like uh, Will Ferrell. (laughs) Okay, I'll take your word for it. Um, All right, well that's uh, that's all of the discussion about Avengers Sevenfold. Hopefully that we'll ever have on this show. Or maybe the drummer of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, or maybe the drummer of Red Hot Chili Peppers, Um, (laughs) who also looks just like Will Ferrell. He sure does. Um, All right, let's uh, let's listen to the next one. Hey, this is Catfish Jones again. Ah. I was just wondering if there was any other bands that sound like uh, 86 Mentality I should check out. And also, I'm pretty behind in the episodes, but uh, I listened to the one the other day with that song Hot Fruit on it, and I remember how Nate was disappointed that it wasn't actually about hot fruit. But that same day, I brought my peanut butter and jelly to work, and I... uh, left my jelly in my car and it got really hot and gross and it spilled into my backpack so i don't know what that song was actually about but i was feeling that hot fruit that day take it easy y'all well i'm sorry to hear about your uh <laughs> sorry to hear about your jelly mishap i'm, um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna let you in on a little thing but i love car heated peanut butter and jelly oh jesus christ man <laughs> i do it brings it takes me back man it takes me back to when i was like an itinerant traveling field biologist working on projects for different folks and rather than pack a lunch i would just throw a loaf of bread and a jar of jelly 
and uh, a jar of peanut butter in, in in my Jeep. Yeah. And uh, and that was my fucking lunch and dinner everywhere I drove. I actually remember that that persisted long after you were even in that phase. Cause, because I enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Because I've, I've seen like just a loaf of bread with uh, peanut butter and jelly in your car many, like dozens of times. It's good as shit, right? <laughs> it gets it gets good and warm. It's all melty. It's yeah. good. You got to watch it because it'll go bad pretty quick. Mm. Um, you know, but uh, it's not bad. It's pretty good. Fair enough, man. I'm glad. I'm glad it brings you joy. And that peanut peanut butter goes on real nice and easy. That's right? true. It's nice and smooth. Spreads easily. Yeah. Um, I'm not. A, I'm not so much a fan of hot jelly or jam, but oh man, just not not like like yeah, just kind of melty, and right. gooey, yeah. and uh, car hot. Right. Sure. Crack the windows, you know, and uh, make sure that uh, you're not killing that peanut butter and jelly right but, um just get it kind of melty fair enough maybe maybe i'll try it one day um so catfish jones i guess i'm not i don't want to presume your uh your knowledge or like level of involvement with there are with hardcore. tons of bands that sound like 86 mentality oh, fucking yeah a shit ton so i mean i i guess i don't know if you're asking for in because like i said I, I i don't want to presume your your level of knowledge here so i mean there are the bands that influenced 86 mentality and if you're looking for that you're gonna go back to probably first wave boston stuff specifically chokes bands uh negative fx and last rights were like i would say some of the predominant influences on 86 mentality um even maybe early slapshot to an extent but not as much um if you're looking for more contemporary bands in that vein i mean obviously they were around you know 2003 2004 2005 era there are plenty of other bands from that era that were doing a similar sort of stripped back bare bones hardcore with like big bar chords in there i mean take your pick from the sort of like grave mistake sorry state no way um rosters of that period you're going to find a, a lot of stuff in there that evokes um at least similar similar sounds um uh, of, of bands that have, you know, cropped up in the last 10 years that are pulling from that, uh, Boston Strangler comes to mind. Um, the flex, uh, uh a, a whole lot of bands. I'm wearing a flex shirt right now. Yes. Yeah, so there you go. I, I was listening to the flex the other day. Um, freedom, uh, from Detroit to an extent, not their last EP, which was more kind of early Madball stuff, but the early freedom stuff is super in the 86 mentality vein. I mean, there's a lot, there's a whole lot that is, I, I would say kind of a, uh, Oh, chain rank chain rank, uh, uh, up against the wall, their LP super, super indebted to 86 yep. mentality and, and a very, very slept on band in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I would say that is like a well-defined subsection of hardcore that you're going to find a whole lot of bands, uh, exist in. And to, to my taste anyway, um, most of them are really fucking good. So, um, I mean, basically just go into discogs and type in like, yeah, quality control. Sure. Right. Um, beach impediment, sorry, state, whatever. Right. And uh, start checking them out, right? Yeah. I mean, I just typed in chain rank in Discogs and in the recommendations, Boston Strangler, die, the abused, Boston Strangler. So it just, you know, sure. um, you know, Green Beret. Right. Oh, yeah. Green um, Beret is a good, another good one. Yep. yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there are, there, there are loads. Violent Reaction, um, there are loads. For sure. Yep. And, and the cream of the crop of those bands, uh, again, to my taste, are, are, some of my favorite hardcore bands of all time. Like that's one of my favorite iterations of the genre. So, um, if you, if you like any of those recommendations, you know, call in, let us know. I would be interested to know, like our, our, cause honestly, a, a fairly, 
a, a surprisingly high portion of our listenership, I guess, that I've interacted with have been people who were maybe not like super well versed in hardcore who started listening to the show in the hopes that like they could you know broaden their horizons expand that's their because of people that are super well versed in hardcore know that we're full of shit right yeah exactly they 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 do not need us to fucking wax poetic about what we like and dislike so <laughs> they, they know that we're making everything up. <laughs> right right it's <laughs> probably true yes yeah. so um so yeah i would be interested to know if you are like a, a somewhat new newcomer to the genre um if uh, if you discover other stuff in that vein that you like, call in and tell us about it. I always uh, I always find genuine joy in like people who are just kind of discovering um, even like a particular subsection of hardcore that they really like that they weren't exposed to before. I'm always interested to hear what what bands resonate with you and stuff, and uh, I'm always happy to shoot the shit about such things. So call back in or write or whatever um, if you find some other bands in that vein that you really like. I'd be I'd be interested to hear that. Um, all right, let's uh, let's listen to the next one. Okay there, buds. This is your good pal, Yana, calling again from Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia Hardcore on top. Fuck you. Uh, d- talking about today's uh, topic of Henry Rollins being the best singer in Black Flag, bar none. The man made that band a mosh band. Without Black Flag with Henry Rollins, let me tell you this, bud. Nova Scotia beatdown would not be a thing. Okay there, bud. Love you. Bye. There you go. Right from the horse's no, mouth. Nova, Nova Scotia beatdown. Is there anything better? <laughs> the Nova Scotia beat down. Right. I can't say that there is no. Um, okay. So we have got, <clears throat> we've got two AJ calls in a row. Um, AJ knows better. We're not going to play the second call. And actually I, I vetted it beforehand. Um, and the, the vast majority of the call is actually kind of like blank. Like it just fucking like huge portions of the call just drop and you can't even hear, um, what AJ is saying, so I will I will address that uh, after we listen to this first one. What's up? Uh, so, kind of a question. I I know you guys don't give a shit. Like Nate probably would never care in his life. He wouldn't bother with it. But if you did have to have an opinion, remember that whole uh, fuck shit show, like the fuck that shit show of Moby and Rise Against playing Minor Threat songs, and Moby had to read the lyrics on his phone. And kept fucking him up. And then, like, months later, he got the animal rights tattoos. And then, like, months later, they showed him, like, wearing fucking, like, fur. And him trying to deny it wasn't. Uh, you think Moby's an example of that gatekeeping should be a thing at Hardcore, even with people that held, or whether he had an influence? I mean, don't know his background. He just reminds me of an L.A. pop punk, like, an L.A. punk kid that parents nurtured him too much, milked his dick enough, and... No one told him to fuck off, so now he does what he does. Uh, anyway, it's just curious. Also, I farted in my room yesterday, and, like, I remember how Nate was, like, I smell like shit. Like, I shower three times a day, immediately while being on a plane, and I start sweating, and I smell like shit. And I was like, man, my room smells like absolute shit. But then I thought, but is it as pungent as Nate? And is that something I want to obtain, or I should be always proud that I'm never as pungent as me? Nothing against you, Nate. I mean, you acknowledged it. So I had a little happy moment there. Like, wow, it smells like shit. I need to clean my room. But it doesn't probably smell like what Nate smells like. Toodles. Well, I don't always stink. No, not always. Uh, but no. when I do, I stink quick. <laughs> For sure. And bad. Right. And when, I do, when I do stink, it's quick and bad. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't always stink. Um. Generally speaking, I do smell like, I smell like BO a lot though. Um, 
You know, and and like I know people that make no effort in wearing like deodorant sure. and stuff mm-hmm. that uh, don't nearly smell as bad as like bo when I when I'm stinking like bo, right? <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. But luckily, it is it's it's fairly. I mean, at least in my experience, it's it's more infrequent than it is frequent. You know? Yeah, and like, like I'm not walking around filthy and fucking you know stinking like you know rot and, and, and shit and stuff. I just smell like fucking BO, right? Yeah. I, sure. I smell like a tow truck driver. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's, I think that's an, that's a good comparison. Yeah. When I, when I start to stink, it's quick and I smell like a tow truck driver. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't have any thoughts on movie. I think we talked about movie before. We did. We talked about the, 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 there's a video of him. Yeah. Covering minor th- singing for a minor threat cover with rise against. And he has the lyrics in his fucking hand, which is like, yeah, which is, that's, that that come on yeah for sure it's 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 time to uh it's time to turn in your card on that one so um, seriously I, yeah i don't i mean i don't have a whole lot of thoughts i think play by moby is actually a pretty good fucking record um moby has some some um cred in the sense that he was in vatican commandos which is you know a first wave hardcore band um <clears throat> and you know he's yes he did get like animal rights and vegan tattoos and i think maybe he claimed to be straight edge too uh, in terms of the gatekeeping aspect of your question, I, I don't really know how that's pertinent. I mean, how do you gatekeep a fucking celebrity millionaire? Um, I mean, this is not a dude who's showing up to the basement show. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is a guy who has been on the periphery of punk and hardcore for basically his entire life, uh, who is probably, um, what I can, from what I can glean, uh, grasping at straws of identity later in his career as he has become increasingly irrelevant uh, to pop culture and to the public at large. Um, And he's glomming on to a thing that um, I guess resonates with him on some level. I'm not worried about Moby coming and fucking up the equilibrium of my local scene. So that would be amazing though. If he did, it would be fucking sick. I would be a hundred percent into it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that would be a really exciting development. So imagine, imagine Moby coming in as like an agent provocateur to to fuck up the scene. (laughs) Like he shows you like, fuck it's him again right <laughs> yeah for sure that might make a good uh may, might make a good like comic book mini series i'd like to see some <laughs> i'd like to see some talented writers and artists uh create that because those are those are some pages i'd like to read i i, th- I think it would be really funny to have moby uh, trying to play the role of like you know a, a vexing antagonist in sure. your local hardcore <laughs> yeah for sure man i would love that um, so I can only cross my fingers and hope that we're so lucky to have uh, Moby, the dark cloud of Moby, descend upon us trying to sow fucking seeds of chaos. Um, and as for your second call, AJ, like I said, I vetted it. A lot of it, um, a lot of it was cut out, but you suggested um, for the live call in show that we've talked about doing uh, or, or entertaining like a live stream or, or something at some point, um, having people be able to call in and submit, submit bands live and how that might uh, increase in engagement, you know, cause people want to want to get on here and, and hear the bands that they submit, get listened to. Uh, yeah, that's not a bad idea actually. Um, maybe, maybe something we'll entertain. We really haven't discussed it at length. It's just been, it's a, it's a lark essentially right now. It's something that we've just kind of, uh, we've entertained the thought of, and I'm sure is probably, an inevitability, but we have not worked out uh, any of the kinks on that yet. It's just uh, something, a bridge we've not yet uh, had the inclination to cross, but I'm sure we'll get there. So, 
I'm looking at a picture of the Vatican commandos and apparently they must've done a reunion show or something. Uh Um, there's Moby playing guitar. Very sick. Good in a void shirt. Very cool, man. I'm sure he, uh, I'm sure he's real down with uh, condensed flesh. (laughs) I'm I'm sure he is. And also like, you know, there is something to be said for the fact that as, as hardcore has sort of, um, it's entered a stage of its existence where, despite the fact that it's still a vital and vibrant youth centric culture that is active. Um, it's also become a part of like the American musical historical tapestry and gained like a degree of sort of, um, pseudo scholarly, uh, significance among like a particular crowd where, you know, folks are writing their thesis papers about hardcore and shit. Kind of a bummer. It is kind of a bummer for sure. And as such, I think there's a wave of aging musicians who very much now want to like throw their name in the hat as people who are like down because it gives them some sort of like subculture cachet you know what i mean like it's Mm. they're hoping to ingratiate themselves with like maybe a fan base that is lapsed who also is into punk and hardcore or younger folks who are into it or maybe just an opportunity to be a fucking talking head on some retrospective or a documentary that comes out i feel like there's various motivations and all of them are pretty um kind of just like cloying and lame um it's definitely a thing that i've noticed happening more frequently it's like people are really trying to cash in they're like oh yeah i was there for hardcore card and it's like that's cool man but like you haven't cared about it you haven't been plugged in you've been playing in the foo fighters for the last 30 years i don't think i really give a shit that you were in brotherhood you know what i mean yeah boy i I can't think of anything less fun than seeing like a brotherhood reunion with Dave Grohl. <laughs> well, Dave Grohl wasn't in brotherhood, but Nate, uh, or, uh, Nate or Mandel was. Me. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but you know, Dave Grohl was in scream, the bad era yeah. of scream. I don't so. want to see a scream re- reunion period with yeah, anybody. I don't sure. want to see reunions, right? There's yeah. a picture here. Like I said, nothing looks fun about old guys coming back and trying to re- relive their teens. Yeah. Not at um, all. in it, that's a fucking William Shatner movie. Um, starring, you know, starring William Shatner and, and, um, you know, I don't know, fucking uh, um, Robert Duvall. Right, sure. Right? Yeah. Those are the kind of fucking movies you go see uh, with grandpas acting like they're still cool and young. Right. And uh, I don't know, man. It's a bummer. Yeah, for sure. Um, so on that note, we'll uh, we'll wrap this episode. Predictably, we did go two hours. We just can't fucking help ourselves. Well, just just cut some stuff out. Uh, I don't think that's how this works. Um, we did we do have some text messages. Another one actually just came in as we speak, but uh, I'll read those on the next one. I don't want I don't want this one to go any longer. Um, if you uh, if you want to submit music, it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the submission is a year or less old. If you want to become a patron, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. Um, we've uh, we've got quite a few ten dollar and up patrons now. I think the number is like almost doubled since uh, since the last time we put out a release. Just a reminder to everybody because a few people did ask. Yes, if you are a ten dollar patron, you will be getting the histamine tape. It wasn't just for the cold rats tape. If you subscribe at the ten dollar or up mark, you get mm-hmm. uh, you get every everything that we put out, regardless of what it is. We will send it your way. So, also on that note, to any patrons, um, because I think a few people uh, for the Cold Brats 
tape might have missed out because they just kind of wrote off their Patreon message notification as spam. It's not spam. I'm actually messaging you. Uh, I need your address, um, and I have to double check. You know, when we whenever we get new releases in, because I don't know if people have fucking moved or whatever. So I'm gonna send you messages asking for your uh, shipping addresses. Um, so keep an eye out for that. That'll be coming your way this week. And uh, if you ordered a histamine cassette, um, yours should be shipping out sometime this week as well. Like I said, they're still available at demolition.bigcartel.com, and we still have a handful of copies of the Cold Brats cassette left too if you want that. Um, also uh, coming up here soon, I think Nate and I, now that I'm finally moved into my new place, uh, which kind of threw off my whole schedule, we should be able to reconvene and record um, the final episode of our Napalm Death Family Tree series and uh, wrap that up and walk away from it forever and ever. And uh, then beyond that, if you uh, if you like the show, rate and review um, on iTunes. Tell friends about it. Um, if you want to call in, it's two six zero two 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 eight three four one. And beyond that, I think that we've uh, we've rambled on long enough tonight. So we'll call it and uh, and catch you on the next episode. Peace. <laughs>